If I mention the word strength, this is where I miss not being able to run down with the microphone. To the, if I mention the word strength, what do you think of? <laughs> Me. Did you say that? <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, yeah, no, not quite. Anyone else? What's the strength? What do you think of? Strong. Being strong. Okay. Anyone else? What, what do you think of? Weightlifters? Powerlifting? Anything like what, what are you saying? Abs. Working on your abs. Have you got a six-pack? Have you got a six-pack? Uh, uh, you know what? Um, <laughs> Nicholas' sister came to visit yesterday. Our Andrew, who's now 16, he's joined a gym and he's, uh, he's working hard to sort of sort to get, give him a bit of a muscular physique, shall we say. And uh, Ruth came yesterday and he, Andrew was showing off about his gym and he said to, to Ruth, my dad used to have a six-pack, doesn't anymore. So, but there you go. So mine, mine's gone, but there you go. And anyway, strength, being strong. Does that mean physically strong or does that mean mentally strong? Both, isn't it? There's two kinds of strength, isn't there? If I mention the word busyness, Busyness to you. What does being busy mean? Again, have a think. I'd love to come down and run down and get some of the children to answer for me. But being busy, we can be busy in lots of different ways, can't we? We're looking today, uh, for this few, next few weeks, six or seven weeks, we're looking at uh, busyness. And actually, the sermon series is called Busyness. And it's looking at how we can find God in the busyness of life, in the whirlwind that is life. Um, and being busy, is, 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 we're all busy in lots of different ways. It might be work, career, that kind of thing. It might be you're busy because of different things that are happening in life. Self-imposed things. We can be busy because we put pressure on ourselves to do things. It might be that actually you're looking after someone else's needs, that you're caring for a loved one or, or doing other things in that respect. Family pressures, lots of things can make us busy. But being busy can rob us of so much peace in life. It can rob us of peace. And it can actually, because of that, because we have this thing going on, this busyness, we actually don't have this sense of peace and it can actually rob us of that and pull us away from God. We can actually drift away from God because of the busyness of life. We can be feeling empty, we can feel unfulfilled and we can feel lots of uh, different dissatisfactions because of that in life. And sometimes it's impossible to find time for ourselves. We think, well, I can't do that because I've got to do this, 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 this. It's impossible to find time for ourselves. And we long for that peace and tranquility that we could get. We long for it. And that might mean that we go searching for it in different places, sometimes in the wrong places. But through this series, what I want to explore is how we can live life centered in God's loving presence and in a way that allows all our activities of life to flow from being rooted in God's presence. So I hope that gives you some idea of where we're going over these next few weeks. Gary started last week by encouraging us to live in the present moment with God and to focus on him and not to let the world drag us off in a different direction to the way that God might want us to go, living in the present with God. And today we're looking at daily strength. Daily strength. Another question. How often this week, because we all say it, how often this week have you used the phrase, I'm exhausted, I'm shattered, or something similar, like, I'm just rushed off my feet. If I just had one minute to myself, 
We live in a busy, busy world, don't we? And we have so many demands on our time and on our energy. And we frequently find ourselves feeling like that, with a low battery. Thinking, if only I could have a bit of time. Or where am I going to find the strength to, to do that today? Where am I going to find the time to do that? But the answer that we actually give ourselves often is to just plod on. Is to just soldier on and to keep going in our own strength. And we push and we push and we push ourselves sometimes until we're on the very verge of breakdown. We're on the verge of collapse, of burnout, and we push ourselves to the detriment of our health, both mentally and physically. So much so that we begin to ignore our own basic needs and we can also ignore the needs of those who we love and those who might need our time. That's certainly true in my life. I'll be brutally honest with you. I've experienced that in my life. Working at church, being a minister in the church is, is, a, is a brilliant job. I love it. It's not a job, it's a vocation. But it's hard because I work all day, I do a day, sort of normal day's work, as the rest of us will, but because church is run by volunteers, we all work together, and you volunteer your time brilliantly, and you serve God in that way, church business meetings are run in the evenings, because you all work in the day, so church business meetings are run in the evenings. So I end up working all day, and then I end up working probably most night, well, before lockdown, every night as well. And that means that I have very little time to myself and very little time to spend with Nikki or with the kids. And that actually begins to start this process of guilt, of pushing yourself too far, but also guilt, because I'm not spending quality time with the people who I should be spending quality time. I'm not giving them my undivided attention. Even when the time is that I'm spending time with the kids or I'm out there doing stuff, Nickel will tell you, I'm still answering my phone. I'm still answering emails. I'm still doing things, which I shouldn't be doing. But you can't help but do that, and I'm sure you've all been there, because you know full well if you don't do it, it's going to be there waiting for you when you come back. And who's going to do it? You've got to do it. No one else is going to do it. So I might as well do it now. Otherwise, I'm going to get more stressed later, because the work will pile up and pile up and pile up. But I'm sure you've, you've all been there. You can experience that yourself. We push ourselves. And if we continue in that way, the world will just take, 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 take. There can, however, be times when we realize that actually we just don't have the strength to climb that mountain, whatever that mountain might look like that day. And in those moments, we actually come to the, to the end of our own self-reliance, our own strength. And then we're draw, we have to draw on a higher power. We have to draw on a higher strength that is greater than our own. And it's often in those times, this is where it's painful sometimes for us to, to admit that. It can be painful because actually we can begin to feel guilt, but we can also begin to feel like we're a bit of a failure because we can't do it on our own. And we also begin to think that perhaps other people might deem us to be a bit of a failure if they find out that we're struggling a little bit. But I've come to realize, actually, it's in these moments, it's, it's, there's more clarity 
in these moments because you suddenly realize that my own strength and my own ability is limited. And this limitation is a real gift. It's a gift from God because it causes me actually to rely on my faith a lot more than I would otherwise. It causes me to focus on God a lot more than perhaps I would otherwise. And that in itself gives me a tremendous freedom. I'm gonna explain uh, using a story that hopefully to try and explain what I, what I mean. And I realize that this story might be painful for lots of people. Um, one of my best friends, who I've known for years and years, was an usher at my wedding, and I was an usher at his wedding, and, um, and we, we sort of grew up together, and Nicky grew up with uh, good mates. Um, they had a son, and they'd been really struggling to conceive uh, a second child for uh, years. Eventually, they conceived, and they had a little baby daughter. And a couple of days after she was born, it was apparent that things were not right and she was diagnosed with trisomy 18, which is a genetic disorder. And then suddenly the joys of a newborn baby were, were changed, and it was replaced with the fear of the unknown. And they were told to expect the worst for their little baby daughter. Not long after, she sadly passed away, and, and obviously we were devastated, everyone was devastated, but we had to start planning for her funeral, which he'd asked me to take. So the day of the funeral came, and I was suddenly overcome with this tremendous feeling that I can't do this. Because, well, you know me, I'm a big softie anyway, I cry quite often when, with things, I'm quite emotional. And when this congregation church is going to be filled with people who I knew and loved and friends and family, dealing with my friends who are obviously in the midst of this grief, me too, how am I going to do this? So on that morning I realized I can't do this. So what did I do? I turned to God for strength in that moment. And as I've done in so many different ways over the years and different occasions, you turn to God. And it's in that acknowledgement that there comes this real sense of freedom and, and a sort of a power because it's a gift that God gives us that we're actually we're calling on him and I'm giving it to him to say, I can't do it. You're going to have to help me with this. We're not on our own. His strength is sufficient for us each day. But we've actually got to reach out for him in that moment, in our weakness. See, we are designed by our creator to rely on his strength. He's ultimately the one who gives the source to life, to the energy and the power of this world. We're never, we were never meant to go alone in this world. Not on the good days and not on the bad days. Learning to rely on God's strength each day is an important aspect of experiencing the reality of God's presence with us. That song talked about God's presence being faithful, always there. He's always there. It's just that we distance ourselves from him. We don't look for him. We don't acknowledge him. We don't reach out for him. He's always there. Just for one moment, before I'm, 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 I'm going to talk in just a second about the passage. I'm not talking for long, don't worry, I'm, I'm drawing to an end. But just for a moment, I want you to sit and think. What are some of the demands? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the pressures that you're facing right now? What are the things that are draining you right now? Have a think.
So as I talk now about the Bible passage that we've just had, hopefully these words might help us in those situations. You see, in this reading we've got from Isaiah 40, we're reminded that of God's ultimate power and authority. Verse 25 is amazing. He says, God says, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Lift your eyes to the heavens. Who created these? Who placed the stars in the sky and calls them each by name because of his great power and mighty strength? God does. Who is his equal? No one. God has ultimate authority over the heavens and the earths. He created them. Do you remember the story uh, of the disciples in the boat going over Galilee and Jesus is asleep in, and this massive storm breaks out and Jesus is asleep in the boat and the disciples are scared stiff because they're going to drown and they reach to Jesus and they say, don't you care we're going to drown? Don't you care we're going through a mad storm, i.e. read storms of life? And Jesus gets up and says, be still. And he calms the wind and the waves. And in that moment, the disciples suddenly go, and they ask the question, it's in scripture, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? He's got ultimate power and authority. And then in verse 27, we get this amazing bit where Isaiah begins to question and doubt God. And we've all been there, haven't we? And he says this, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. In other words, what he's saying is, God doesn't care. God hasn't even noticed what's going on in my life. Totally disregarding me. How many times have you said that? Maybe you're saying that right now. We so often forget, don't we, God's power, God's intimate care, and God's concern for each one of us. And we live as if that's true, that God doesn't care sometimes. And then comes this, one of the, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of Scripture. There's loads of beautiful pieces, but this is a beautiful part of Scripture in Isaiah, where God responds to that, don't you care, question. And verse 28, God says, don't you know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and you're part of that creation. And he goes on to say, he will not grow tired or weary. He gives strength to the weary. Read the passage for yourself, it's beautiful. And it's clear, this response, and it's compassionate that God never disregards us and our lives are never hidden from him. And you can hear the compassion and the love in that response, can't you? Haven't you heard? Don't you know? This is who I am, says God. And he offers us that strength. Whatever it is that we are facing, he offers us that strength. Verse 31, it says, strength that will help us soar like eagles. It will help us run and not grow weary. It will help us walk and not grow faint. But it comes down to trusting. It comes down to trusting in him and reaching to him. Learning to live in that place of vulnerability, 
but in that place of assurance that God keeps his promise, that God is faithful. And as we learn to live in that place, hoping and trusting in God for strength for every day, it moves us away from this self-reliance of pushing and pushing and pushing, and it moves us into a place of actually seeking God on a daily basis. And then it opens us up to receive more and more from him in every situation. In some, we might soar. In some, we might run. And in some, we might just walk. But I love that because actually it says to me that God will give us different things depending on whatever we need. I can honestly say that this is my experience in my life. When I am swamped, when I'm struggling with life's pressures, when I've reached that point of realizing that I can't do it on my own, I do bring it to God and I put it at his feet. And then somehow I find the strength to get through life. And there's something in that very act of just giving it to God, of lifting it off your own shoulders and giving it to someone else who's bigger, more powerful, who can deal with it. There's a freedom in that. I'll finish with this very last image um, story. Last Christmas was a busy, busy Christmas for me. Lots of other things going on in life. And work was busy. There's loads to do. Christmas is mad for vicars. Ask any vicar. And I was busy trying to sort things out. Running out of time. Didn't have enough time to plan what I needed to do. I had all the Christmas services coming. I hadn't done them in the way that I would normally plan and prepare. Then, on top of that, for some reason, there seemed to be a number of funerals that came in at the same time. When I was already swamped, more funerals came in. And funerals are always sad, but it adds a lot of extra work as well. And, um, and so there I was with less and less time to do what I needed to do. I'm beginning to panic. I prayed, I gave it to God, and I said, you're going to have to help me with this. Now, what happened after that was actually I felt a sense of peace that actually, do you know what? I will get it done. So this, this calm, this sense of peace comes. I will get it done. But not only that, what happened then was, in the next week or so, people phoned and said, I can't make that meeting or I can't do that. Can we wait till after Christmas? And suddenly my diary had windows, which I didn't have otherwise. And I was able to have a bit of time to do what I needed to do. And I believe that's because I gave it to God. And I reached out and I asked. Scripture says, ask and you will receive, if it's in my name. Ask and you will receive. So today, I don't know what situation you're facing. I do for some of you. I don't for all of you. And it might be that you're struggling on in your own strength. It might be that you're getting bogged down and you're feeling weary and weak. Maybe God is wanting to speak to you today. Maybe he's wanting to encourage you just to trust him that little bit because he's faithful. To lean on him that little bit more and to ask, ask for strength. And as you do, let him shape your life. Let him lead you and be open to which door he might lead you through. Let's pray together. Lord, you are my strength. You are our strength. May we soar. May we run. And may we walk 
in your strength today. Amen. So we're just going to remain in a quiet state uh, as we pray to God. I'm afraid it's me leading prayers today, so it's more of my voice. I do apologize. So I'll try and give some moments of quiet. So maybe today has spoke to you. Maybe God has spoke to you. Maybe there's something going on in your life. So in a moment of quiet, just an opportunity to bring those things to God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. An opportunity now to pray for our, our world, to pray for our city of Liverpool and the situation with COVID and the, the ongoing developments for those who are working in the front line in our hospitals and other places where they're under real pressure. An opportunity to pray for them and for the current situation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now an opportunity to pray for those who we know who need our prayers, those who we're concerned about, family, friends, loved ones, to bring them to God. Father, you know each person that we've named and you know the situation that they're in. We pray, Lord, that you would bring about your healing touch. Lord, that you would lay your hand upon them and bring healing in body, mind, and spirit. And for those who are bereaved this day, Lord, we pray that you would be very close to them. Lord, that you would be gentle with them and that you would just bring your comfort and your peace. And all these prayers we lift to you, knowing that you do hear and you do answer according to your will. Amen.